something had happened right here in this town in the, in the long ago. I knew this old lady when I was a tiny child, and she was very sweet and lovely. She was one of a large family of children in a very impoverished home in the early 1800s. At the age of 13, visitors from Lynn, Massachusetts, arrived at their home, and seeing their poverty and uh, deprivation there, said, why don't you let us take Emmeline back with us to Lynn, and she can work in the cotton mills. She's old enough to work there. And she can go work in the cotton mills and send you money to help with the expenses back home. They thought it over and decided to let her go, and she went. She was an efficient, hard-working little girl, uh, but she was entirely among strangers in a strange land, very, very different than anything she had ever known before. Among those who were friendly to her, as most of them were not because she was entirely different, was her young boss, young man, and he became very friendly, and she yielded to him, to his persuasion. And by the time she was 14, she was the mother of his child. She did not dare to let her people back home know what had occurred. The people where she was staying made arrangements to sell her baby to a childless couple nearby them who were would pay her expenses and pay for her transportation back home if she would go as soon as she was able. She returned to her home, and uh, she worked very hard in the fields and uh, all, but she didn't join very freely in the uh, social life of the community. As she grew older, her parents and others began to wonder why it was that she shunned all the young gentlemen around. She was a very pretty girl, and they couldn't understand it. When she was 21, they began to worry because they thought she, she's passed the first mark and she's going to be an old maid. And they wanted very much for her to marry and have a home of her own. Time went on, and in spite of all the urging of those about her, she kept reticent. And when she was about 30, they began to wonder why it was that she didn't respond to anyone, and she was really an old maid. In her early 30s, uh, while she was working at home, a young man came to town to build highways. And he was a very personable young chap, and he came to board at their home. Although she was so many years older than he, he fell desperately in love with her, and she with him. And they decided to marry and have a home of their own. They did, and built a little cottage down by the shore of Horsham Pond. They moved in there and had been married something less than a year when his people from Massachusetts decided to come to visit them. They came down into their horror 
they discovered that he had married his own mother. Of course, when this was revealed, the marriage was annulled, declared broken up, and he reluctantly bade her goodbye and went back with his foster parents to Massachusetts to remain for the rest of his life. The indignation of her parents and of the community at the fact that all, uh, she had had an illegitimate child. She had, had concealed that fact from them all through these years. It was considered a horrible sin for her to have had the child, and she had married illegitimately, and therefore she was entirely ostracized. Although her home was almost in sight, almost across the highway, from that of her mother and her brothers and sisters, she was forbidden to enter that home, to go near it at all. None of them ever went to her or spoke to her, and nobody spoke to her. No one went near her except once in a while a kindly friend, a kindly person who would bring her a bit of tea or some little thing. The years went by. She eked out a living by her own efforts, made her gardens, and uh, spaded them with a spade herself and made them and raised her food as much as possible and uh, knit and did various things at a very small stipend. But it was became necessary for her to become a pauper, which was another disgrace. And she had to call on the town for things for existence. There came a very severe winter, and it was a long time. Of course, in those days, there was no uh, means of, of uh, letting anyone know what you needed or anything. There was no telephone. There were no RFDs. There was no way of communication. And as she was ostracized and left by herself, no communication was possible for her. Early in the springtime, the mud was very, very deep. Uh, one of the Silic men, who lived in another section of the town, was obliged to go to Chesterville. On his way up, he called at the house, thought he would see how Emmeline was doing, and heard from her all winter. He uh, knocked on the door, no response. The door was fastened. He thought he heard a moaning sound inside, and desperately he managed to burst the door in. And uh, as he came inside, he saw this form lying on the floor with faint moans. Uh, throughout all these years, she had suffered so terribly, seen her mother's casket carried to the cemetery and without being able to even peep inside it. And all these terrible things had been happening. And now here she lay at death's door. He picked her up carefully and laid her on her bed and went out, turned his horse about and started for Lamont Falls to get a doctor. My mother was there and 
she said, I will go home and harness the horse and go over. And she did. And she found her in this terrible condition with no, nothing to be found in the house that was of uh, any possible value for diet or anything else. And a few grains of, of cornmeal in the corners of a box. And nothing else was there. The poor old lady had starved to death. She, she perished before the doctor arrived. The sadness of the whole thing. I had been down there as a child, sent many times with a bit of tea and, and some little things, and I loved the dear old soul. When my mother came home and told us what had happened, I began to cry. A uh, few days later, her funeral was uh, held at Moose Hill Church. She was placed in a wooden box and uh, for a casket, and a simple ceremony was held. And some, several who would not have spoken to her during her lifetime had ostracized her completely, were there at the last. At the close of the ceremony, her sister went to the casket and placing her hand upon it and her other hand high in the air, she said, at last she has paid for her sin. That was, that was the tragedy of the whole, the climax of the tragedy. And my mother came home so upset and so angry and uh, really, my mother, uh, although she was a very mild person, said, I think her sister sinned more than she. She said, this uh, terrible neglect of her through all these years. This sweet little old lady uh, would, would be so, uh, so grateful when even a child would come and speak to her at least. Just, the silence of all those years.